following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. Here we are. We are. It's a Friday night. It is. I don't think we've ever recorded on a Friday night before. I don't think we before. have either. I'm already in my pajamas. I normally at this time on Friday night, and by this time it is 8.57, um, I normally have big ambitions that I'm either going to go out or I'm going to go home and like watch like nine movies and stay up really late and like do girl talk with myself. Um, <laughs> but it's then usually by like 9.58, I'm falling asleep. And it's yep. always really disappointing because I fall asleep really early on Friday nights. Unfortunately, Friday nights are like my are like everyone else's thursday night it's your me. thursday without the good tv yeah yeah yep um because tomorrow i still have work but mm-hmm. so yeah i don't do, ever do anything on friday night i go to the dentist tomorrow how do you think i feel no good exactly although it's supposed to just be a cleaning we'll Knock see on wood. we'll see Knock on the wooden bed that we're both yes. huddled on almost it seems to be falling it's apart breaking when i sit on it erica is once again sitting um a foot away from the really scary bear we should take a animal. photo of it oh you know what i'll totally take, take a photo, a photo of, of it and, and put it on put twitter it. and maybe on palaver um so that everybody can see just how creepy this thing kind of is I think it was one at a carnival of some sort, or like Adventureland. It, it, it's it feels of, like it because it feels like it, it feels, feels like cheap that. and like there are children's fingernails inside of it as yes. stuffing. So it was probably one of those two things. Um, but we are back in Long Island for this special edition Glee cast. There's really nothing special about it except for the fact Erica, who is taking a photo of the bear as we speak. Oh my God, his arm just moved. <laughs> I'm sure it's because you leaned back, but it kind of looked like his arm just moved. Which is unsettling, to say the least. Oh, that's my arm. Hang on, I gotta get in. Okay, well, she's doing that. Uh, we're GleeCast. That's Erica. I'm Emily. You can find us at more at palaver.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Indeed. Uh, go there. Go to the forums, which have not been as bouncing as I'd like them to be lately. Yeah, they're a little quiet. Come on, people. Go there. Have fun. Talk. Talk amongst I yourselves. I can't even talk. I'll come in and talk. I haven't been there. Well, then. I'm sorry. Maybe you're part more. of the problem, Erica. I am. Just for that, I'm going to give you your birthday <gasps> present. Oh, my um, goodness. Now, Do you have I, to preface anything or should I just do I, I'm just going to preface it with, um, first of all, I'm really bad at wrapping. Oh, wait. I'll There's a card. card. You can take the card. Um, so I usually just do the bag thing. And I was excited because I actually did the bag thing and did like a cute little like blue crepe paper inside of it. And then it all got squished because I had to put it in my backpack. I also hate birthday cards, <laughs> as Erica can see at the moment. I love it. <laughs> it has... A dog on the front. What breed is it? It's a Weimar. A Weimar. Yeah. Um, and on the top of the card, he is pooping. And on yep. the bottom of the card, he has a little cartoon bubble that says smile. And he's smiling. And on the inside, it says better to be happy than crappy. Yep. That's the birthday card. It's That's the best great. I could do. And there's a little uh, outline of the dog pooping on the bottom on the inside. Yeah. Too. Which just, okay. And it was printed on recycled paper. Well, then it makes it all okay. Everything's yeah. great. Then. So thank you, Hallmark, the card. for giving me that choice. It's about as best, as best as I can do. It's American Greetings. It's on Hallmark. Oh, I didn't realize there was another company that did cards. Yeah. I thought they had the Monopoly on it. No. Interesting. I learned something today. <laughs> All right, dig in. There's a little, take the little one first. Oh. There's, oh. there's one little and one bigger. Yes! This it has is. to do with, with the show. It's <laughs> <laughs> show appropriate, which is why I decided Erica should open it on air. Who <laughs> the streets on DVD? Uh huh. And look at the special features. The dance off edition. There's a dance off edition. 
bonus features, deleted scenes, including dances by the Jabberwockies and the West Coast Riders Dance Crews, music videos for some songs, outtakes from Step Up to the Streets, Cassie performs Is It You, lead actor Robert Hoffman video prank, I'm sure that's the best part of that DVD. Outlaws of Hip Hop meet the 410, what was it? 410? 410. I can't remember. And through fresh eyes, the making of Step Up 2. It's very exciting. I wonder if Harry Jr. is anywhere on that on those special features. I forgot about Moose for a second. Oh, Moose. But he's on a picture on the back of the Nice, nice. Yay! I'm so excited to watch it. I figure it will bring you hours of enjoyment. It will. And it's going to be the only film that I don't own everything surrounding it. Because I'm very anal about oh, buying right. the first one. And well, I, I knew I wasn't going to tot- step up. No, it's totally and justified. And I knew 3D is really more my film than yours. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Step Up 2 is my Now, favorite. the other thing is what you're going to be doing while watching Step Up to the streets. <laughs> I've seen this book before and I wanted it really fast. <laughs> when I saw it, I naturally thought of you. Uh, it is a book entitled Vampire Knits. Yes. <laughs> it's a knitting book. Uh, inspired by Twilight, <laughs> but but notice how they can't really ever say Twilight. No, because clearly they didn't get the rights to it. But look at like every picture; it's like the girl is so clearly Bella. <laughs> the city of Forks welcomes you. There's a sign in it <laughs> of the city of Forks, and you know that like they had a lawyer when they were putting this book together. Like, well, can we take a picture of the ta- the town? Uh, uh, okay, let me clear right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the the town isn't isn't copy copyrighted. You can do it. Yay! I, I like really like the tagline on the cover. Projects to keep your knitting to keep you knitting from twilight to dawn. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Thank so I figure so you much. can you can knit yourself some nice armbands just like Bella. Yep. Mm, maybe a cover Actually, for your Volkswagen. Are the mittens in here? I've seen that mittens. I, they probably are. I think that's I really probably the like whole reason mittens. they made the book was because I remember even when like Entertainment Weekly had a whole page on the mittens when they came out. So I'm sure those are in there. I think that was probably the reason to make that book. Because they likely. knew people liked to knit the mittens. Hmm. Wait, mittens? Mittens. mittens? mittens. I call them mittens. mittens. But if you knit them yourself, then, knit then they are mittens. That's how language is born, people. It's very Twilight. I have to take pictures of this and put them up in the forums or something. Because okay. they're hilarious. I, I just found it so amusing. Like, to me, the artwork in the book is more amusing than anything you'll I produce know. from it. Like that? <laughs> No, he's not Robert Pattinson inspired at no. all. Oh, and there's a bookwarmer knitting pattern. A bookwarmer? Uh, well, a vampire diary protector. Oh, right, right, right. Well, I mean, Erica, if you'd said that, I would have been like, oh, of course. Of course. Why do books need to be warmed? I don't know. It's a protector. Okay. Oh, there's the mittens. <laughs> oh, we found the mittens. The, <laughs> mittens. the first thing in the there. The mittens are in there. But Bella has red hair. The I wonder if that Bellissima was a choice. mittens. Hmm. So, I am yeah. amped to start knitting. Okay, I'm excited to see what you produce, and Actually, maybe I like this. I feel like I could pull that off. Yeah, the one of those big headscarf. I can't wear a headscarf. I'm not the kind of person that would. I am so excited to start knitting from it. Excitement. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. I uh, look yep. forward to seeing I'm your work. I'm going to watch Step Up to the Street while you knit yourself some knittens. Yes, indeed. Uh, the only so ever happy birthday, Erica. Erica's birthday is tomorrow. No, it's Whoa. not. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. I Thank you. Saturday. I don't know where I am. <laughs> I told you I'm in the Twilight Zone. Right it's now. on Mother's Day. How I was born on Mother's Day. Also, you were the greatest gift your mother got. Everybody in the world has probably said that at some point. 
Yep. Not one of them meant it. Uh, so the other thing <laughs> I was going to say was um, this announcement. A couple of people had, had emailed us and alerted us to. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> that thing looks terrifying on camera. Erica took a photo of the scary bear. Um, you need to send that to Palaver and oh. uh, Twitter. I took it, it is- with I took it with the all the effects on it, though. I took it with my hipstamatic app on my iPhone. What? What? It, it has, like, it's actually a really cool app. It has all, um... Like different kinds of this film. podcast brought to you by the app Erica's the, talking yeah, about. Yeah, hipstamatic. It has all different like filters and stuff, uh, but, like different kinds so of films and different lenses. So That's it's like neat. super like retro-y looking pictures. It's cool. Very fancy. Yeah, um, you got to share that photo because it will, oh, I will. <laughs> definitely establish just how scary my parents' house <laughs> is. Um, I'm you, kind of, I should take a photo of that. Photo. You can take a photo of my family photo. That's fine. You can do that. Um, well, I'll walk around and take a few. Uh, yeah, photos I'm actually to starting to get unsettled by. Look what's looking at me. No, down. Look down. Right there. Your eyes are there. This? There's this teddy bear. No, oh, in front of him. Bear. There's a teddy bear, and he's dressed like a hockey player. I have no idea where we would have gotten this from because. We're not a hockey family in the least. I've never been to a hockey game. No, I don't think it's anybody a, in my family has. It's a Build-A-Bear. Has. It's a Build-A-Bear? Why the, how would we end up with a hockey player Build-A-Bear? I don't know. So this, I think my family might have killed somebody <laughs> and like, hidden him inside <laughs> in that their, stuffed bear. <laughs> like on Nip Tuck. Did you it's, see those episodes? No, but there's a theme because Ryan Murphy. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I think like, I don't know, there is no reason for anybody in my family to possess a hockey playing Build-A-Bear. Like if it was a baseball Build-A-Bear, it would make, sense. would make sense. A copier technician Build-A-Bear, it would make sense. <laughs> a, um, a marketing coordinator Build-A-Bear. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It is, he's in a hockey costume. He's wearing, his jersey's very long, so it looks like he has no arms, so it, look, it looks like he's an amputee. I think it's just not on him correctly. Maybe. <laughs> and then his he's got, does like he have it. arms? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's so much less scary. Hang on. I'll dress him. Let me put the mic. He also has, I'll I'll keep going. He also, um, he's wearing a, um, my, I guess that's my mom's Disneyland hat. So it's the Mickey Mouse ears, which is covering his eyes. So it looks like he has no eyes. His pants fell down. Eric is now pulling up his pants. And then he's also got a hockey helmet on. So he's got two layers of hats. He's got very short arms with a jersey that's too long. He's attached to a stand, so you feel like he's constricted. Um, Erica's now, like, sticking her finger in his anus. Oh, no, it's his tail. He has a hole in his pants for his tail. Don't we all? I mean, secrets revealed. Um, he's just, I, it's not like the scariest thing in the world. It's just a Build-A-Bear, but I, I don't like that he was looking at me. He's also sitting in front of a puzzle version of Jar Jar Binks. We discovered, um, we established the other day, uh, first of all, may the fourth be with you. I don't think we got to say that to the world. I didn't know May 4th was Star Wars Day. It apparently is just so that nerds can say may the fourth be with you. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, In order to celebrate, I pre-ordered the Blu-rays and had a discussion with my mother where I told her may the fourth be with you. And she realized she is probably the only person in the world who actually likes Jar Jar Binks. Yes, yes, she is. She really is. <laughs> and there's a reason, which is just we had we used to have a dog, Mooster, who looked an awful lot like Jar Jar Binks. It was very gangly. Yeah, no, 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 seriously. I'll find a picture for you. Okay. I'll prove it. He was very tall. He had very long legs, like really long, like freakishly long legs. Like his legs were up to here. Oh. He had a really long face and a really pointed head. He had these, like, grayish eyes. He was the biggest, doofiest thing. 
Um, and he died right before the movie came out, very kind of tragically, and just got sick out of nowhere and was only like three years old. It was very sad for Aww. all involved. But because of that, like when I saw Phantom Menace when it came out in 1999, I hated Jar Jar immediately because he was fucking Jar Jar Binks. But there was a part of me that couldn't because he <laughs> really instantly reminded me so much of our dog that I don't quite... It makes me wonder what I would have done if I didn't have Mooster, because it would have made me really hate Jar Jar. Yeah. In a way that I should, but I think it would have been inhuman. Okay. Anyway. That was a lot of excitement it, for the beginning It was. We're just, we're, it, this is what happens on Friday nights. I, I might like, lose my mind a little bit. I feel like there was like a sugar high, and now I feel like I'm crashing. I'm like, Okay, right, okay. Right. So Glee 3D. Glee 3D. Woo! Yeah, I'm amped for this. I am too. They're doing, um, for those who don't know, you know how Glee um, does a concert, a, a traveling concert, which Erica went to last year, and gave yep. us a whole recap on episode something, something, something. Um, and it sounded fabulous. You went there. It was so, so much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go again this year, but tickets went up in price and they were just too expensive. I mm-hmm. couldn't afford it for the place that they were at. Um, they were at a different, it's at a different theater. It's at Nassau Coliseum, which is a really shitty venue. And I, I couldn't, fa- and a much bigger venue than Radio City Music Hall. And I couldn't fathom paying a hundred dollars a ticket to see them at Nassau Coliseum. Mm-hmm. But so, they're doing a 3D, they're just filming the concert and doing the 3D thing. Yep. Um, so for two weeks in August, I believe yeah. it's going to be shown at your local movie theater, your local multiplex. And Emily and I are totally going to go to We're Chili's totally and get some go. margaritas yeah. and then walk over to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. That's the plan. Because um, I went to one 3D concert movie when mm-hmm. I was on vacation in Germany. I went to the uh, U2 one. My friend who was German was like, we, we will go see this. And we were pretty much the only ones in the theater. And you can drink in theaters in um, in Europe. So I bought like beer, but she wasn't drinking. And nobody else around <laughs> me was drinking. And I found it to be the most uncomfortable, weird movie experience ever. Because it was 3D, and it was... I, I'm not the biggest 3D fan. And it's just a concert. And in general, I'm weird at concerts anyway, because I yeah. never know what I'm supposed to you do. Do to I do. stand up? Do I sing? Do I not sing? Do I just do drugs? I don't know. And so this one, like, it was just very awkward. And I feel like Glee 3D, regardless, it won't be awkward, no. but it will be even less so with lots of margaritas. Yes. Um, so that's exciting. The last thing um, I meant to talk about last week, you know how they're doing the Glee reality show where it's there. Do, do you know anything about this? I don't this? know about this. I don't know what channel. I want to say it's good. Is there a Fox Family channel or am I making that up? Um, there was, there's ABC it Family. It seems like Fox Family. That doesn't seem like it goes together, actually. Um, I don't know what channel this is airing on. I want to say it's not Fox, but it makes sense that it could only be Fox. Anyway, they're doing a reality competition where it's the whole competition aspect is trying to find a new cast member for Glee. Oh. And um, I believe it's just like a bunch of young young people, young talented up-and-comers who can sing. I don't know exactly what they're doing in the competition. I'm guessing it's like a sing-off each week or something or something. And rumor is if a boy wins, because it's boys and girls, mm-hmm. and it's they're, they're not picking one way or the other. It's just going to be like whoever's the best one. If a boy wins, he's going to be Mercedes's love interest. I don't, this just seems weird. wrong and weird and very manufactured to me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I feel like we should watch it because it's obviously Glee yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. We'll figure out like we'll how we'll cover it. it and everything. But um, I don't know if anybody else has, has been paying attention to this or not. There was an article in Entertainment Weekly, I think, about it the other day, which is where I saw it. Um, but share your thoughts on it. I'm, I don't like the idea. I don't know. It seems weird. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Yeah. Um, my one piece of news I have to share. Um, last week, we tried to come up with what our Born This Way shirts would say, mm-hmm. and I finally did. Oh. Mine would oh. say, no patience. 
As you can tell, because Eric is sitting here with a knife aimed at my throat because I talk too much. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I really have zero patience for anything or anyone, and that's what my Born This Way shirt I think we should get a tattoo that says that. <gasps> There's something, like, badass about it. Like, cause, and you got to get it somewhere, like, like, on your wrists. Like, yeah, like, underneath, like, your other one, <laughs> where, like, you go, um, I don't know, somebody tells you to wait at the doctor's office, and you don't have to say anything. You just have to do this. No, 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 no on your knuckles. You're going to have to combine a lot of letters, but, like, you just you just do the power, like, punch, and they look and they read it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's the plan. That's okay. my next tattoo. I've designed that as next tattoo. I already have the one that says patience, but I need one that says no. Patience. Just put a big no over it. I could. Yeah. And make it, like, color sensitive, where, like, you put water on it, it shows up. This way oh. you can decide when right. it's no or not. Sounds yeah. good. It's, it's like the um, Hydra color shirts things. Okay, should we talk about the episode? Yes. All right. Um, this one was called Rumors, I'm assuming. Rumors. Okay, I'm just kind of made, kind of guessed it. Because, again, Glee is, has kind of predictable titles by the end of the episode. You usually know what it is. Uh, written by Ryan Murphy. Directed by Tim Hunter. I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Hunter. I wasn't, and then I realized I really was. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Tim Hunter is probably, he doesn't film in a lot of TV, a whole lot of TV. Um, his, one of the film, the only film that I recognize, I haven't seen it, but I've been told to see it and now I really want to see it is, uh, River's Edge from okay. the eighties with Keanu Reeves or people say Keanu Reeves is actually good in it. Uh, and starring a friend of the show, if you will. <laughs> friend of the show, Daniel Roebuck. Daniel Roebuck is, was in, uh, Tim Hunter's first film, River's Edge. So, nice. connection. Also directed a bunch of Mad Men episodes, about five or six of them. And... This made me really excited. <laughs> I see that. It was, okay, Tim Hunter is the director of Class of Beverly Hills, <laughs> which was the name, the title of the pilot episode of a little something that went on to be called <laughs> Beverly Hills, comma, 90210. This nice. man birthed 90210. Like, he was the doctor that he, because, I mean, he wasn't really, like, the parents and he wasn't right. the one delivering. He was the doctor who ripped it out of its mother, father, Darren Starr's womb. Yep. Think about that. Um, all right. Anyway, what happened in the episode Rumors? Here's what happened in the episode Rumors. Rumors are flying when New Directions tackles Rumors, Fleetwood Mac's classic album that eerily coincides with a muckraked McKinley High. Sue attempts to take down the Glee Club, yada, 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 by reopening the presses with the school newspaper, encouraging her junior league of doom to spread any gossip that generates drama. Among the rumors, Santana plays for two teams. Quinn's been canoodling with Sam, who's spending late nights at hotels with Kurt, who is being spied on by Finchel, who is then humbled to learn that everyone's favorite wannabe McConaughey is actually homeless with his family after his dad lost his job. Also, April Rhodes rides back to town for Will's help with her new autobiographical musical, a tempting production that might give Mr. Schuster a chance to be on Broadway. Will our curly-haired butt-chinist leave his kids for the Great White Way? Has Artie's hurtful chiding driven Brittany into Santana's arms forever? Will Rachel get a date for the prom? Will Lord Tubbington's Atkins diet, combined with his rekindled smoking habit, cause feline heart troubles? These questions and lots more were asked on an episode that you might have missed on... Glee! Um, uh, not an overly plot-heavy episode. I thought it was going to be plottier, I guess. But when you break it down, um, I, I'm curious how you felt about the pacing of this. Because I know we've been talking about that a lot, how sometimes it's a matter of too many stories and then not enough stories. And this one, um, I guess because none of the stories felt like they were coming from Kurt or Rachel, maybe. That's why it threw me off almost, as I far know, as like, I... whose episode this was. 
I don't think it was any one person's mm-hmm. episode, but I think it was handled well. Okay. I I didn't have any issue with pacing. I I thought it it had a good pace. It kept me interested the entire time, mm-hmm. and then it didn't feel abrupt when it ended. Okay. I now you yeah, know I didn't, I didn't even I honestly I didn't even think to address pacing until you brought it up because okay. it didn't I didn't have didn't any it. issue with it right yeah. which is usually I think when it's when it's working is when you don't stop to say oh this is dragging this is actually the first episode in a while that I've kind of that I've wanted to watch the second time interesting because it got to be for the past couple episodes it kind of turned into a little bit of a chore to watch it the second time right, and take right, notes because right. I just wasn't that enjoying it as much yeah yeah and this episode I actually really enjoyed I enjoyed the music so much and that I like when I went to go watch it again I found myself excited to watch it again mm-hmm. which is the first time that's happened in a while okay this was not um I didn't dislike this episode I didn't love it I did really like the music music was great I, I thought and I thought the songs were all performed and directed and staged really well mm-hmm um, the, I don't, and I don't know what it was. It wasn't, I mean, I liked this episode. There was just no wow moment in it, I think, for me. And especially coming from last week, which I really liked last week's episode. And there were a couple of moments that I just really loved. I loved Kurt's song. I loved Quinn and Rachel's song. I found it very funny. Um, this episode, I chuckled here and there. Uh, and I really like the songs. But I think... I don't know, the overall arc maybe didn't get me. I don't know, there was something lacking about this episode for me, but I liked it a lot. I, I It was a perfectly, I think it was a B, B-plus episode for me. Yeah, no, yeah. I can agree with that. Because there were definitely issues I had with it. Um, I, We could jump into the mm-hmm. into the first plot okay. point you have. Because I think is, I'm already realizing what it was. I think it's that this episode was very serious. It was very serious. Yeah, it was not a light... It wasn't a light, fun episode. Yeah, there was really when I, like, even just looking at the plots, there was no fluffy storyline. No. Like, usually we'll at least have, like, a Puck Lauren thing or, like, something that's thrown in there that's keeping it a little funny, a little lighter. And this episode, all the stories were really serious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the muckraking thing was a little light. True. But it, yeah. But it, that, I, I don't know, there wasn't... They were doing serious damage, so it wasn't, like, right. yeah, as yeah. light as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start with with Brittany Artie okay. and Santana. Um, like I said, I did have issues with this episode. One of them, I, this felt very abrupt. That all of a sudden, Art, Brittany and Artie were done. Like, mm. like I could see why they were done. Yeah, I could see it because purely like when I, I think Heather Morris owned this episode. I think she, she was, was amazing in this whole episode. And all it took was when Artie says, "Why, God, you're so stupid, Brittany." And just the look in her face, the immediate tears, and her saying, you're the only person who never called me that. she's phenomenal. And And just that moment, I could see why she would never forgive him for that. Yeah. No, and I I get that. I thought his actions were kind of abrupt. Like, why? Like, it just seemed... We've never seen him questioning her before, I mean, we saw the episode... With the comb and everything. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. And the, the, the sex episode, as I'll call it, the uh, the one, the Gwyneth Paltrow one, where they sing um, uh, uh, Landslide, okay. Santana, when, uh, is it... I no, guess he's, like, got a curious look. Right, because singing. then, is it Sam elbows him and he's like, isn't it great that our girlfriends yeah. are such good friends? And you see Artie kind of like, uh-huh. Like, I think he's been curious. Okay. And this episode... I like that they immediately also brought out his own insecurities because mm-hmm. he's like, well, he's like, I don't understand why you like me anyway. My mom cuts my hair. I wear saddle shoes, even though I don't have feet. Like, whatever it is. <laughs> um, so I bought it because we've seen Artie 
mess we've up with seen girls him be before. a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Like we saw all the whole Tina relationship yeah. where he was really mean to her sometimes and just said the wrong thing and is you know is just a teenage boy and is not that sensitive even though you think he's supposed to be because he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, I feel like I, I can see what you mean. Like maybe it was a little rushed, but I believed it totally for the character. Okay. Because I think he would, he would say that accidentally, not meaning it, but not thinking to not mean it. Yeah. Well, not meaning it maliciously. Yeah. Now, do you think they're done? I think so. I think so. The only thing that I'm curious about, because next week's episode, which I am so excited for, <laughs> it's the prom. Um, and just, I love prom episodes, uh, that they show kind of pairings off of like couples at the prom and they showed Santana and Karofsky together. So I'm like, huh? Cause I feel like I'm really curious if Santana and Brittany are going to get together at the end of the season publicly. Cause that's, it feels like that's where it's leading to. It's yeah. Like, that's what it, they both want it, but you know, Brittany will not do it until Santana is ready to admit it, which I liked for Brittany. Like, yeah, good for I her. felt like Brittany was a, a real person this episode. I like that the whole time she's saying to Santana, like, you know, when you're ready to admit it, I'm here. Like, I'll, I'll say it first if you want me to. Like, mm-hmm. And I just, I liked that. And she said that previously in the mm-hmm. hallway. She said, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. Like, I'm just with Artie right now. Like, right, I want right, to be right. with you. And if I wasn't with him, I would definitely be with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll see what happens in that way. Um, Will, you want to go to Will in April? Sure. Okay. So here, it, we basically just covered all my low points, but this is another, the whole, I, I know I've said it on the show before, I hate the storylines that you know aren't going to go with it anywhere. Mm. Will and Gwyneth's relationship. <laughs> Will, Will going to Broadway. Going to Broadway. Well, there was another one where they were threatening Will to leave. I forget mm-hmm. what the storyline was. That's when we talked about it. Well, that it. was, I mean, um, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's, you know, it's not going to happen. Right. Because he's a, he's a main character. He's main cast. He's not going anywhere. So he's not going to leave the kids to go I to mean, Broadway. And they could still do something where it's like, well, he goes, but then he's get. they're all in New York. Hey. Yeah. So he comes up to nationals to see them. But, but you know, they're you not know, do or that. you know, if he does, it's going to be at just the right moment for mm-hmm. him to help them kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like, and this, this one was a little weird because it talk about, I think, coming out of nowhere. We've seen Will in episode season one. We had Acafellas, where mm-hmm. Will forms the boy band with um, a range of men and boys, and it was the same exact thing. Where he was like, "I love performing again. This is great. I've got how much fun this is." At the end of the episode, he says, "But I'm really a teacher at heart, and this yeah. was an old dream, and I'm not that guy anymore." So I really, first of all, was like, "Why are they bringing back this?" Well, I think it was a slightly different dream. I it think was writing but it was the same thing in a way. Performing in a boy band and writing for Broadway are two different things, and I think that, honest, as ridiculous as it sounds, writing for Broadway well, or being, being on, on Broadway, being on writing Broadway. and being—I yeah. mean, both. I was going to say writing and directing, or writing and producing, no, and starring. He's... Because he was helping her write. He was helping her write, but I think it was more about the performing. I'm sorry. She was saying. But still, yeah. I, you know, for him at that point in his life, as ridiculous as it sounds, mm-hmm. being on Broadway is a more realistic dream than being in a boy, a boy band. band. That's true. So I, I, I'm okay with, with that, with mm-hmm. it coming back in that way. But, right. But you just didn't buy it because... Because he no, wasn't going to go anywhere. Here's what I don't get. Did, at the end of the episode, did he make a decision 
Did it look... I couldn't read it because he, when he's watching them sing Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow and he's kind of crying, like, yeah. he's clearly made a decision one way or the other. Did, like, because on one hand, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow is kind of like, you know, hey, keep dreaming, keep going, mm-hmm. which could mean Will says, I am going to go make my dream come true. Or was it him watching the kids do their thing? I think it was him realizing that. Like, that he doesn't go. I mean, maybe maybe the storyline's not over. Maybe it's not going to yeah. die right now. But I think it seems kind of pointless to drag it out, unless they're going to prove me completely wrong and send me to New York. But I think that's I think right. Like I was ridiculous. just really confused by that final moment. Like I didn't know which way he went. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if I was supposed to know, and that was the biggest thing was I didn't know if I was supposed to walk away saying, "Okay, he's back to the club," or "Oh my god, no, he's going to go to Broadway," or I don't know. I just didn't know what the intention of what that last beat was. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but it's always good to have. I mean, I I love Kristen Chenoweth, um, so I'm always happy to see her yeah. again. And all right, so the Rachel Quinn Sam Finn. Yeah, talking about this episode is making me realize that all the major plot points are actually my low notes. <laughs> Interesting, because the fact that Rachel is still making a play for Finn mm. really bothers me. Like, aren't how I, mean, I didn't mind the. I thought she justified it when the whole, like, we have better vocal chemistry and we should sing for nationals together because we're a better team. Which I thought that was justified because fine. it's been proven. And it even kind of came out when um, when she sings at the end. And granted, he wasn't singing with her, but, like, it was so alive and it was really, like, you could see, like, yeah, you know what? They do have good chemistry together on stage. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's right about that. But I really don't want to see her pining for Finn anymore. I know. I'm, I'm done. And Which? Yeah. I, well, I was going to say that brings Sam into the storyline because on the second watch, you know, she, she asked Sam to prom and he says, no, I'm not going to prom. And you think that he's just not interested her, mm-hmm. in her. But then when you know the Sam storyline and you go back and watch it again, is he really, could he be interested in her? And he's just saying no because he can't afford to take her. I mean, I think the no prom was, I'm not going to the prom. Why would I spend 50 bucks, 60 bucks? I don't, I don't know how much kids take the prom <laughs> these days. Um, I mean, that, in hindsight, was a total, he's not going to prom because he's not, there's no, it's totally irresponsible for him to do so. Well, yeah. Um, but does but that leave the chance that, for chemistry with Rachel? I feel like it could. I, I almost feel like they were putting that in there to, like, test it out. <laughs> <laughs> be like, do people want these two together? Is that going to work? Is, is there electricity between the two? I don't know if there is. They kind of make sense just because they're the only two single people who haven't dated each other yet on the show. As they pointed out in the scene exactly. where they listed off <laughs> where everyone's they the name. Names, which would be Samchel, I guess. Samchel. Or Ram. Or Ram. <laughs> or... Samberry. <laughs> Samberry. <laughs> Samberry is kind of cute. We'll, we'll see where that Trout goes. Berry. Trout Berry. Trout, Trouty Berry. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a good question. I'm sure one way or another something will wrap around. However, that's another reason I'm really excited for next week. Did you see who comes back next week? I don't remember. He looks really greasy. But Jesse's in Oh, yes, Jesse's in Now, I am thrilled with this because as much as I love Glee, I will never forgive the fact that they decided every week to do something different with him and his character and his (laughs) storyline. You know what? I really do think someone from Glee is listening to us. (laughs) It's possible. I would like to think so. I really would. Because we didn't, I mean, we didn't touch on Sue at all, but she was in this episode and the whole muckraking thing and blah, blah, blah. But her scene in the coffee shop with Terry... Where she's just, 
She's dressed as David Bowie. Like, <laughs> that is Ann Coulter. And then she makes the comment that, you know, people people see me, they think I'm unhinged, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, I'm slowly coming unhinged. Yeah. It's like, yes, Sue, yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and again, it's, you know, the writer's putting the fans' A lot of words the into words in her mouth. Um, and so I think someone's listening to us because that was like direct quotes from us. Like, yeah. we were like... Yeah, there's no huh? consequences, blah blah blah. And she said something about consequences too. I forget exactly what she said, and I forgot to write it down. But um, <laughs> poor Wally. <laughs> we decided because the last time we recorded in this room, our sound quality was bad, and I realized when I closed the door, it was better. And the reason the door was open was because my parents' dog Wally, who is adorable and the happiest so creature you've ever met in your life, keeps trying to break in. And at the moment, he was just literally like. The door was shaking, <laughs> and the, the, there's a light on the door, so it was flashing in here, and it was kind of frightening and in a there's very, like, evil dead way. Creepy hand candle holder on the yeah, table, too. Yeah, creepy hand candle holder So there. it was, like, Just shaking, kind of there. like it was trying to open the door. It was creepy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it helps at some point. There's a very, like I said, very evil dead. Um, but so I'm, again, I'm so thrilled Jesse St. James is coming yeah. back, because, I mean... He was hired by Rachel's birth mother to date Rachel so that she can get close to her or not. Or he was there as a spy, but he was never really spying. Then he falls in love with her, but then he dumps her when he finds out she was sort of using him. But then he's back with her to be kind and help her reunite with her mother. Then he just leaves town and becomes an asshole back on vocal adrenaline. So it was the worst like, I, I mean, I felt bad for him as an actor because it was like, mm-hmm. I mean, did he show up every day? He's like, so am I an asshole or am I sincere today? Like, and I'm so, I don't know if he comes back and like shoots a bunch of puppies. I'll be happy <laughs> just so I have confirmation of what kind of man Jesse St. James He is. comes back and he's like, I have to tell you, I have bipolar. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my God. Did you hear that? Mr. Murphy, Mr. Murphy, take notes. At like 45 minutes into the podcast, Erica gave you a golden plot line. Please use it. Is it really, do you really think it's Mr. Murphy listening? I think it would be one of the other two listening. I don't know. Um, now I feel bad because all those times when I've said like, Ian Brennan's my favorite. And last week I was like, Brad Fatchek might be my favorite. All three of you. You're all my favorite. <laughs> we love you, sirs. Mm-hmm. Get in touch. Gleecast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, anyway, let you want to get so, to Okay, so Sam, the whole like, I liked the, I'm not always a fan of the whole like jumping to accusations because I don't. I don't do that. Like, and as much as people say, I don't like, oh, I don't do that. Like, I really think I don't. And all my friends do. And I'm always like trying to convince them that they don't need to jump to conclusion just Mm -hmm. because they want to expect the worst of people. Um, But because I know people do it, I totally believed Rachel and Finn would instantly watch this and say, he's having an affair with Kurt. He's having an affair with Quinn. I thought it was a really good example of just high school politics in general and mm-hmm. how the wrong thing gets spread and oh how sweet was Brittany when she was she plays for a different team right like, and she's she like, didn't well, mean you do. you were at Cheerios and now you're in Glee Club um, yeah but I yeah just, I think it was a good a good barometer of high school politics yeah I, I believed as annoying as it kind of got here and there I totally bought mm-hmm. that all of them would feel that way yeah and I like that they really did um, explore the fact that Quinn has really fucked up men. It's <laughs> like, you know, Rachel keeps saying to him, why, why are you dating her if you can't trust her? And he says, I can't trust you. And you're right, he can't trust her. She's nope. cheated on two people, one of them being him, yep. the other one being with him. So he has no reason to trust her. And I mean, I believe the whole like, well, you know, I don't know, because she's my first love. Like, I, I guess I, I can't, I'm always going to love her. Um, and 
so then, like, you know, the revelation of Sam, what did you think it was? Oh, I, I you figured, I out, figured you know, it right? out part of the way yeah. through the episode. I was like, he's at a motel. He's, I was like, there's no possible way that Kurt is cheating on Blaine. That, I knew that it was wasn't that. Ridiculous. Like, there was a part that I'm like, well, maybe he's just going there because maybe he's, like, Sam is thinking he might, like, be gay and, like, yeah. wanted to talk to someone. But I'm like, no, nah, they already went there with Sam. Yeah. And it, you They're know, not going and, back. Yep. No, I no, I figured it out. Like I was like, he's living in a motel room. Like he's definitely, mm-hmm. and he's he's wearing Kurt's clothes. Like yeah, he, yeah, I was like, he's definitely homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- oh, the one thing that bothered <laughs> me though, well, two things bothered me. Uh, well, three, but one thing being, um, the way they say Kurt found out was like, well, he delivered a, p- I delivered a, p- I got a job as a pizza delivery guy, and I delivered a pizza to Dalton. Was it like he showed up with a pizza and he's like, oh my God, Sam, you're working. Does nobody in this town fucking work? I don't know. Like, I worked in a movie theater in Chuck E. Cheese and I wasn't living in a hotel. It was just I wanted money so I could drive. Like, it, I it think, just. I don't think any of the kids really have after school jobs or anything. So I guess it was like a surprise. I guess they do when the plot calls for it, like yeah. Finn. Yeah. Um, and what Tuck, time do his. Tuck briefly tried to get a job. That's true. That's true. Um, what time do his siblings go to bed? I think he was just like... Bright light out. He's like, I'm trying to get them to go to sleep. Maybe if he didn't put them to sleep at 5 p.m., <laughs> they wouldn't think, sleep. I think that was just him trying to defer them away, and it was the first thing he thought of. Okay. I don't think he was legitimately trying to put them in bed. They were fully clothed. Like True. <laughs> I don't think that was serious. Because then he said, like, oh, I guess they're up now. Like He, he <laughs> yeah. was just making an excuse to try and get rid of them. Okay, I'll buy that. Okay. For a dollar. Um, should songs. any anything else? Yeah, songs. Um, the first song is not called Thunder. <laughs> the first song is actually called Dreams. Oh, same difference. Um, but it's nice because you know it's Will singing a song about dreams with with a girl who can fulfill his dreams by taking him to Broadway. Mm-hmm. He's very tiny and has a great voice. She's so wonderful. Um, but you know what I noticed, and part of it is I think um, her hair. Well, her hair makes <laughs> adds to this. She has a big head. Yes, and she yes. has a, t- I mean, she's, she's like 4'11", I think, but she's also really skinny. Yeah. She looks like such a bobblehead. Yeah. Yeah. And the hair doesn't help, but It's yeah. like helmet hair, so it's like, mm. Right. It just makes her look like this giant little lollipop. Yep. Um, but she's fabulous. And this was great. I thought they have, they so have good, good vocal they harmony really together. Like, they just sound good together. Um, and it was darling. I liked it. Um, the next song sang by Artie is Never Going Back Again. I loved this one. It was so good. It was like, this was where like, I kind of felt like, okay, this was directed by the guy who directed the pilot of 90210. Yeah, it was. Because it was just staged really well. I liked the uh, the guys coming in with the guitars. It was, it was like understated, but still theatrical. And arty. It was just so arty. And it was arty. It was so perfectly fit for him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just makes me, it just makes me want to watch Dancing with Myself again. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was, it was, that's the, the funny thing about good. arty is like, when some of his solos have been the best mm. in the series, I think. Because then also um, the one that was both of our favorites for a while was... Um, Safety Dance? No, no, no. Um, Dancing with Myself. Dancing with um, Myself. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what you just that's said. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what I was like. Um, yeah. It just... I, and I don't know if it's... I mean, it's Ke- Kevin McHale has a great voice and he does something but really very, it, It's soulful. a very distinctive voice, so it doesn't fit a lot of songs. And right. I feel like they've done such a good job at giving him songs like that he can right sing songs. really well. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, so I I just loved this one. It was, like, it was and really the good. second time around, I really loved it. <laughs> there was one tiny thing that bothered me. It's when, I mean, clearly they're all lip syncing when they're on set. Sure. And 
Rachel often gets criticized for pushing too hard when she's singing. <laughs> and I've, it, I, there was like one moment where I felt like Artie didn't push enough. It didn't, mm. it, his facial expression didn't match the words. And it, it was, okay. it was one of the first times he's in the cafeteria and he's singing, been, you know, been down, been down. down, down, down. down. Yeah. And, he, and the song has so much push behind it. And he's just like, ah. and he's just, he's very non expression. Okay. He's expressionless. I didn't um, catch it. Yeah, it bothered me a little bit just because the it's such a push in the song. It's like one of the first times the song gets like a little bit mm-hmm. louder because it's such a like it, the a, song has lots of high louder parts and lower parts and yes, I understand. Um, the next song, Santana, is Songbird. Oh yeah, totally. I knew that. <laughs> Not like never before. The songbirds are singing like they know what's going on, like never before. That's the one. <laughs> I, I write song titles based on the words that I hear the most in the song. And the most I heard was like never before. So that's what I thought the song was called. Nope. Anyway, um, it was nice to just hear her sing. Yeah. We really. It was very sweet. Yeah. And they, they put. And I don't know how much of it was. Because I have a. I, my theory is that Naya Rivera was hired as an actor, not as a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know th- that. That. She was a singer before Glee. I have no idea. I don't know that they knew she was a singer before Glee. I don't know if she's gotten better or not. Um, she has a great voice. Like it's mm-hmm. a, again, like we said, like a very distinct voice that doesn't work for every song. That probably isn't as you know trained as you know Leia Michelle and probably can't do a lot of things, um, but works fantastically with certain things. And because she's also a good actress. She can really sell a song. Mm-hmm. And my beef is, like, they never just let her sing. Like, even Landslide, it was more Gwyneth Paltrow than her. Yeah. And a lot of the other things she's done where it's just a lot of auto-tuning or a lot of other things going on. And it was nice that she could just sing. Yep. Yeah. And it, it was, was to really Britney. Nice. I love just the look in Britney's face the whole time. Like, you know, just... I, I wish these two could have babies because they would have yeah. such gorgeous children. They like, would be beautiful. They're two beautiful girls. They would have beautiful kids. They're very tall. They would be racially ambiguous. Yes. <laughs> but that was a thing. Another episode, right? Kurt wanted um, to have um, That was when... <laughs> well, no, that was when um, oh, Rachel, Rachel like, wanted Lane. vaguely Euro-Asian children. Yes. Wasn't that it? Yeah. <laughs> um, the next song is I Don't Want to Know. Okay. You couldn't figure that one out? Um, I kind of could, I but I decided... Know. I decided... Blah, 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 blah. I think at this point I just gave up. Uh, this was Quinn and Finn. Did they have... They ever actually sung together before in a duet? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that they have. I mean, they've sung, like, a little bit in the group numbers. There was one of the um, Don't Stop Believing, where yeah, it was they, them, but they then they kind of cut stop. it off ten minutes, five seconds in. I don't think the two of them have ever just had a number together. I guess not. Which is kind of strange, because they've been a couple, or a dramatic not-couple for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that kind of jarred me of, like, wait, this is the first time they're together singing. Uh, I really loved this one. It was so much fun because they were so pissed off at each other. They were so pissed off at each other. It was weirdly sexy. Yeah. Right? Because it it was was like two people that are like totally attracted to each other but are really angry in this moment. And so there's so much sexual tension going on in the song. Um, And I I loved the acting within the song Mm -hmm. that both of them sold it so well. They were like, Quinn came off as such a bitch the whole time. Everybody felt it and felt so uncomfortable watching it. And I think this was one of Finn's better performances. I totally agree with that. He really sold this one. And and it goes back to what we say that, um, you know, everyone seems to act better when they're in a scene with Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go with that. Because he really, this is the first time during singing that he's actually sold the acting part. Yeah, because a, a lot really of times when he sings, he's 
a very Frankentinian poor actor. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Corey, but we you do. know. You, I think you know he these knows. things about yourself. Totally. You were hired because you look like Chris Klein. Let's face it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I just enjoyed the hell out of this one. Yep. And then we have... Um, My name is April Rhodes? Yeah, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> A very brief snippet of Unnamed. April's Broadway tune. Crossroads, the April Crossroads. Rhodes story. <laughs> um, I want to see this show. I do too. The whole, just the nature of that song, which was like, okay, I guess I'll sleep with you tonight, <laughs> was pretty fabulous. I guess that's all to say about yeah, that one. Yeah, know. pretty much. Um, my notes on these, this episode was terrible. Then Rachel sings Go Your Own Way. I knew this one. Woohoo! Yay! I liked it. It was fun. It was yeah. peppy. It was She she sold it she easily. Yeah, this one just worked. You know, it was, it was nothing. She, she sang, you know, usually it's sung by a man, but I'm going to sing it. We've seen that done before. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was nothing vocally interesting about it. It was just good. It was just Plain fun. and simple, yeah. And then the last one. And then the last one. Oh, seven, well, I guess six songs in this episode. It's a lot. Everyone sings Don't Stop. With Sam's kids. With Sam's. Brother and sister. Brother and sister. One of which was the worst child actor I've seen in a long (laughs) fucking time. What was her line? It's okay, Sammy. Is that what she said? She had another line at one point. She was like, can we watch TV now? Or no, it was like, who are you? I think to Rachel. (laughs) Like, what a shitty actress. I'm yeah. sorry, little girl, because I know you're, like, nine, and I hope you're not listening to this. Cunt. I'm not, I'm not calling... I'm not... No, no. I shouldn't have said... What I meant was, I'm not calling her that. I'm saying that just to remember to be like, we're an explicit podcast. Don't let your kids listen to us. Um, so don't let your child actor, who was just on an episode of Glee, listen to this episode about the episode she was on, because we're insulting her, because she wasn't very good. Yeah. Sorry. I'm Stacy. Who are you? That was it. I'm Stacy. Who are you? I wonder... Oh, my God. God, you didn't see Birdemic, did you? No. She totally reminded me of the little girl from Birdemic. Maybe it was her. Whose first line is, I'm really hungry. I was under that car for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> the kid is such a brat and is hiding under a car. And then is just playing a video game the rest of the movie. And is the most obnoxious kid you've ever met. And is a terrible actress. And I think that might have been her now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like Don't Stop was cute. It was fun. It was good. All the music was great this episode, and it, it made me realize how much I love the Rumors album, which I, I hadn't, hadn't quite realized before, so I've been listening to that a lot. Um, and I like that everything had a lot of energy to it. Yeah. Because even, I mean, I guess there was really only one, like, well, two, like, slow songs, but because they were, for Artie's song, it was done so well, yeah. and for Santana's, I think it was just really refreshing. Like, I... We've had, you know, like last week, I loved the songs, but we said, like, they were, all of them maybe could have been a little shorter. Mm -hmm. Maybe they shouldn't do full-length songs all the time. This episode, like, the songs didn't ever have to end. They were just kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, All right. High notes? High notes. I don't have that many. I don't have that many low notes. I have a few. Okay. Um, Well, clearly... Fondue for two, fondue for two, yeah, 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 fondue for two. I forgot about it. I almost forgot about it. I forgot to write it because I thought I would just, it would just be on our minds. Um, oh, my that God. It was yes. the best opening they have ever done. That was so good. was like, what? And then, then you're, like, you're like, what? Oh. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, I love that we got to meet Lord Tubbington. I, I love, love that his name is Lord fucking Tubbington. That she was wearing a jumpsuit. She was wearing a jumpsuit. Um, just the, I mean, like, Heather Morris was my high point of the episode, yeah, just because everyone in her scene was great. And the fondue, she was so good in it, because she was so earnest. 
Um, the same for when she's interviewing Will for the newspaper. Like, she's got her little derby on. Like, she just... And the thing I love about the character of Brittany, I think, is that she really is earnest. Like, yeah. she really tries with everything. And the, um, the fondue just... Like her, just energy there, and trying to be like a talk show host, <laughs> and of course the fondue. I mean, I thought it looked. I would have eaten it. Yeah, I would. But I mean, maybe not after Lord Tubington. But I don't. Well, I I shouldn't tell what you. Joplin always drinks out of my glass, and if I'm really thirsty and I don't want to get up to get water, I figure we share germs anyway. But anyway, I shouldn't have said that out loud. That's a little embarrassing. Um, that whole thing was great, but I want to know who was filming it. Because it, it wasn't close-ups. Like, it wasn't a stationary camera at any point. And I was like, all right, maybe Artie's well, Artie, filming it. Artie used to be in the AV but club, didn't he? Then they broke up and there was another episode. Yeah. So I, I wondered. Yeah, I don't and know. The, the close-ups were great. They were, it was, it was just wonderful. Um, And I like that Lord Tubington is so much fatter than Mookie. Oh my God, that cat was huge. I, I love the casting call they must have put out for that cat. And I love. Um, Actor cat, very fat. The callback to, because she, there was a line earlier in the season where she was like i think oh no she says i think my cat's, cat's been, been reading, reading my, my diary. diary doesn't she say something about the cat smoking too I think she might have i'm pretty sure she did i don't remember if any of our listeners do let us know because it's gonna bother me but i feel like i think that was a, it was a really funny line but i but it did feel familiar i felt yeah. like yeah lord Tubbington does have a smoking problem and she had the uh britney cheerio doll in the background i didn't notice from that prior That's episodes yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great moment it was too. good um, one of the, <laughs> I don't know if you, I didn't catch this the first time, uh, when Santana is going to sing, she says, I'm oh, going to yeah. sing to you, just to you. I'm not ready to share with anyone else yet. And Brittany says, what about him? In reference to Brad, Brad the, the piano, piano player. player. <laughs> and Santana's answer, he's just furniture. Sorry. And Brad just shrugs. He's like, whatever. He's like, I know. He's like, fuck these kids. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, screw I'm you I'm going to go smoke a joint with Lord, Lord Tubbington yeah, after this. Yeah, he totally is a stoner, for sure. I hope so. He don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can that's, totally get that. That's the only way he could possibly get through the days with the Glee Club. Like, uh, yeah, he's kind of, yeah. I would, I would buy that. That makes perfect sense. Again, Mr. Murphy, Mr. Brennan, Mr. Falchuk. Like, you probably already knew this, but we're just passing that along to you. He's buying the pot from Sandy. Absolutely. Without question. Um, I really, for some reason, and I feel I feel like Terry has says, said this before, too, but I love that she pronounces raccoon raccoon. raccoon. I thought that too. I really liked it. I feel like she said that before, too. I feel like that's another thing that she's done before. There's a raccoon. I'm living in an efficiency with a raccoon in the wall. <laughs> um, and my last thing was that I really love that Rachel knew exactly when Kurt wore that jacket. Because it just felt like such a Rachel thing to know, yeah. to be like, I know when you wore that jacket was last April because it was your Earth Day jacket. And blah 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 blah. And yeah, it like just so like anal and so. It was such a yeah. I can see that. It was such a character. It was a moment. Rachel thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, low notes. I kind of went over all mine already. Mine was really just that Sam's little sister was a bad <laughs> actress. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Um, Go back to classes. And then oh, I had another one. It was that Kurt's hair is different. And he, it was high. He can't do his signature. I know hair swoop anymore, which it's, was it's got height. His hair is like yeah. three inches tall. I mean, it looks good, but it's that <gasps> makes me sad. No more hair swoop. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he doesn't because he doesn't have like the bang. Yeah. Oh, um, did you have stray observations? I did. There were two I wanted to because here's the thing. I watched this um because it's just been a, a stressful week of, of of television and timing and everything else. So. When I watched this, I had, like, a Netflix movie I had to watch, and I had the Met game that I wanted to watch, so I just decided, with recording and stuff, I would watch it live. Um, 
which meant I watched commercials, mm-hmm. which I don't normally do. And I forget what life is like with commercials. And there was one, th- two things I noticed on the commercials. One was the preview for the new rom-com Something Borrowed with, with none other than Kate Hudson. And now, why would I notice this preview? I wouldn't normally. I just wouldn't. Except for the funniest thing ever was, um, you know, they always do movie quotes of like, um, you know, people are raving about something borrowed. Kate Hudson gives the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> Funny, charming, and sweet. And then I noticed one and it was like, the best romantic comedy of the year. And I happened to pause it because when I looked, I realized it was attributed to like, Mary myspace.com <laughs> they actually used myspace re- endorsements of movies like if i went on facebook right now maybe not facebook apparently because i i didn't know myspace was still around until i saw this if i went on facebook and was like thor looks really good <laughs> thor might use the actual thing thor looks really good emily and trivia <laughs> facebook.com <laughs> like that just blew my mind i couldn't believe that um I think they probably needed it. I actually these these books are huge. Have you heard of them before? It's something borrowed and something blue. Oh my god, no! I didn't realize it was based so, on anything, much less a script of a it, book. It's the writer's name is Emily Griffith. Andrea, what? No, here I'll I'll I didn't look want it to up. Reveal my secret. But um, other um, second life as a writer of rom coms. The point of something borrowed and something blue is that it obviously, as you saw in the commercial, it's a story about two best friends, and something borrowed is told from. I don't know what yeah, the girl from the, yeah uh, uh, big, big love. love told from her perspective and something blue is told from Kate Hudson's perspective. Oh. So it's, it's actually, I think it's an interesting concept and it drew me into the book mm-hmm. because clearly it's about, you know, stealing the boyfriend. It's which Emily like expert on, um, no, I'm not, <laughs> I've never stole anyone's boyfriend, but anyway, I thought it was a really interesting concept because you know, it's one side of the story and then the other mm-hmm. side of the story. Okay. I'm, so I read both books. Unfortunately, both of those characters are completely despicable, unlikable people. <laughs> As is often the case in romantic comedies. They're, no, I've never hated two characters in a book so much. Mm. The the one justifies stealing her best friend's boyfriend, and the other is just a snuck up snob. Like it, they're the worst. And they're both really probably pretty characters. Pretty. I couldn't probably handle it. And of course, my mom wants to go to a movie on Sunday, and she wants to see that. I was like, Ugh. no. I was like, no. I will sit. I will. Well, water for ever. Water for elephants was really good, so I shouldn't say I'll sit through it again. It was just a long movie, and I don't know if I necessarily want to see it again. It's a nap. But I would rather. Wa- I would rather see that again than I see something I already saw. Then go see something. Burn. Even after people on MySpace are raving about oh, it. Oh, and there's a third one. Baby Proof is one of them has a kid. It's told. From, I think mm. the baby's inside the uterus. <laughs> it's just like, look who's talking. No, I think I read that one too, just because I felt like I needed to finish the trilogy. But they, I, I had to go on a rant about them because I hate, I hate those books so much. Fair and, enough. And they probably got the shittiest reviews ever, and that's why they needed a quote from MySpace. Most likely, most likely. The other thing on a on a happier, but then a weird note, um, they had an ad for the It Gets Better project. Okay. Okay. The It Gets Better That's Project like is the- it's Dan Savage, who's sex columnist, brilliant man, and um, he started a project kind of like very just sort of random, and then it blew up into this huge thing, and it was called It Gets Better, and the whole thing was like um, essentially him, like-, like grownups, yeah. generally um, you know adults who are out as gay or trans or bi, um, doing making YouTube videos just essentially for like the the purpose of it being like those kids in the Midwest or like. 
a, a child, somebody growing up gay or, you know, not gen, not a, what society thinks is conventional, um, and kind of feeling really alone because maybe the area they're living in, they're, as far as they know, the only gay person and everything else. Um, and so they, like, and it was, you know, in kind of reaction to, like, all the teen suicides and everything. And they did a whole series of them. Um, when uh, Fozzie was on our show, he mentioned that um, Larry Karofsky had done one, which I didn't know, and I still I want, meant to look for it. Dave Karofsky. Oh, Dave Karofsky, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> same difference. But they did, um, they had a commercial for this, which was... Like, I was actually tearing watching the first show. It was this beautiful commercial where they were just showing clips of, like... And, like, celebrities did it, too. Like, Lady Gaga does one and like, everything. And they're just, like, showing these clips. And it's really, like, just really touching and, like, just really, like, upbeat and just makes you feel so good. And, like, it just makes you sad but happy. And I think it was an ad for Google Chrome. <laughs> like, at the very end, it was, like, the power of the internet. Like, look what you can use it for. Googlechrome.com. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Well, they probably just okay. paid for the commercial. And yeah, I mean, they probably did. And it was fine. Like, because I mean, it's one of those, like, hey, if, you know, if, if Apple is going to sponsor a project that's going to save the world, then yeah, go Apple. Like, but it was just a really weird, like, undercutting to it. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Like, if they just had the logo on there the whole time, I, maybe I would have been better with it. But I don't know. Um, there was one last thing I noticed in the episode that I feel like they haven't done before. And maybe they. Maybe they have it. I just haven't noticed it. But they were using the Fleetwood Mac song, The Chain, as the background music. You know, I thought, like, I picked up on, a no- on it a little. I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. But I wasn't sure. It was kind of just the musical notes for a little while. And then during the second stakeout, when Quinn walks out of the motel room, they actually use the words of the song. Okay. okay. Um, but, it, but they kept using the musical just no lyrics throughout the entire episode. And I thought that was really interesting. I didn't like that they, they used it prior to, cause I didn't, I didn't actually know this was a Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac episode. So while I was watching it, they, um, they used it prior to Will making the Fleetwood Mac con- connection and making that the lesson. And I, it felt really odd and off. Okay. So I didn't like that. They used it before Will was like, we're doing a Fleetwood doing Mac Fleetwood episode. Mac. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. That was actually one other thing that I really liked about this episode was, I liked the idea. I know people were talking about like the album show, like doing a whole mm-hmm. song, a whole album. I really liked how it worked, like because I like that um, it, the episode itself felt like an album, mm-hmm. where you have all these kind of threads connecting and like essentially like musical cue. The way like an album will have themes that kind of relate, but not necessarily directly. Like it felt like the, this episode was an album because everything was pretty tightly together yeah. in a loose way, I think. Um, I think that Rumors is also just a really phenomenal album. Like, yeah. I don't think there's many albums out there that work as... I can't think of the word I want to use. Harmonious. Like, I, I don't think there's any other collection of songs that work as harmoniously mm-hmm. as that album does. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I really... Okay. I can agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, take a break for yes. feedback. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Frank. And we are from the Are You Serious podcast, and we are here with... Han Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. I think that's awesome, but I also think that I could do the same thing. What are you talking about? It's just great to have you here and to be able to talk to you, even with all the stuff I've said. Don't shoot it. So I guess just to let people know, we, we cover movies, video games, and we talk about politics, TV, and um, people who bother us. Basically, we just skewer pop culture in general. I got a bad feeling about this. I think the show is awesome. You should think it's awesome, too. Don't get excited. Frank can get a little full of himself sometimes. I know. The Are You Serious Podcast is available on iTunes and at areyouseriouspodcast.com. 
about something very important today. That's outside the cinema. I know a lot of you listening now enjoy the film world. Boy, outside the cinema covers all kinds of good films. If you're looking for the classics, perhaps you're looking for a good old Nazi film where the Nazis torture and rape everyone in sight. Or giant monsters crawl from the sea. Or perhaps an Italian film where Edward's finish takes her clothes off for no apparent reason. Or renegade bikers just do whatever they damn well please. Perhaps even occasionally turn into a werewolf. Then Outside the Cinema is your place to go. That's www.outsidethecinema.com Outside the Cinema, your source for cult movie discussion. music that he uses for that promo. I do too. We're on. Oh, we're on. So I should get the microwave, the microwave, the microphone out of my crotch. It is such a Friday. This is what happens to me on Fridays. You don't see me often on Fridays. No, I, I just get loopy and tired and it's like the weight of the week hits me. <laughs> and it was the same when I used to have a job where like I worked until Saturday. Saturday, I would just suddenly like fall asleep at, you know, like 9 p.m. when I got home and wake up and not know where I was. Like it's, I don't know what it is. It, the weight of the world hits me this time. It's past my bedtime, really, on a Friday. All right. Well, we're almost done. Okay. <gasps> We've got feedback. We do. We do. Uh, should I start with the first one? Jump right in. From our one and only Wayne Kotke. Uh, and his title <gasps> is the better title for the episode, Mac and Cheese. <laughs> I was gasping at what he called us. Kathy Lee and Hoda. I don't know who's who. I think you're Kathy Lee. <laughs> Because you're the wacky one. <laughs> I don't know. What's, what are the parameters of wacky, Erica? Sometimes I have to read. You're the it. one who read something borrowed and wants to knit a Twilight glove. Thank you very much. I don't know what's wackier than that. <laughs> I meant in the fact that sometimes Hoda has to rein Kathy Lee and sometimes I have to grab your attention and put it back on Glee. Who's Hoda? Okay. Hoda's her co-host on Good Morning America. Kathy Lee is on Good Morning I'm out of the loop. Yeah. At least I think it's Good Morning America. There's like 17 hours of Good Morning America now. Wasn't there? Well, they used to start at like four a.m. and end at nine a.m. Yeah, they? it's like obscenely long. But they're okay. like now. I think I honestly don't watch it. So please, someone write in and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Lisa could correct us. Okay, people, fess up if you watch Good Morning America. I'm pretty sure that different hosts host different hours of the show. That makes sense. So Kathy Lee and Hoda, I think, are hour four, which is like the hour that no one watches because it's like the very last hour and it's kind of like recording on a Friday night like everyone's fucking looping. Right, right, right. I think Kathy Lee is always drunk and Hoda is her co-host. Okay. She's drunk on like wine. I believe she likes wine. Does she? Interesting. I've seen, honestly, all, I'm getting all my information from clips they've shown on The Soup. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't, I just, I hate morning television shows. It, they kind of make me angry because <laughs> I feel like these people just, you know, like, they just get to do, like, fun things, and they, they don't help you at all, no. generally. It's like, we're going to show you how to look good in a bathing suit for summertime. And they give you the advice that, like, you can, like, they'll be like, don't wear horizontal stripes. Like, it's <laughs> as simple as that kind of thing. And they just, like, they're essentially paid to act like they're having a really good time. And there's something about it that just really annoys me. And the fact that they're always really attractive, but not that attractive. <laughs> so it's like, I can't even appreciate it, but then I know that I can never get hired for it. I don't know. It's a, it's a very, it's just one of those professions I disrespect, I guess is what it comes down to. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway, Wayne continues. There's no way around it. So I'll just say it right at the beginning. I'm not, embrace yourselves. This is going to be rough. A fan of Fleetwood Mac. I'm just not. 
I don't actively dislike them, but I don't really care about them either. I won't go out of my way to avoid their music, but by the same token, I'm not actively seeking it out. For these reasons and more, Rumors is not an episode that will rank among my all-time favorites, but it's not really for me, you know? It's for, well, somebody else. Oh God, where to begin here? The Sam storyline. Jeez Louise. It nearly made me nostalgic for the good old days when Glee would simply wheel in the handicapped to teach everybody a lesson. <laughs> Literally. But that's not enough anymore. Now the New Directions kids have to sing Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow to poor kids. Oh, good Christ. The episode came damnably close to turning into a telethon by the end. Did anyone think the Sam Quinn and sort of Kurt storyline was going to turn out to be salacious? Were we supposed to think that Sam was carrying on simultaneous affairs with Kurt and Quinn in a motel? Come on, Lee. Like I said a couple weeks back, I'm dumb, but not that dumb. I mean, I've seen TV shows before, so I know how these storylines generally resolve themselves, i.e. not with bisexual emotional threesomes. <laughs> this isn't Cinemax after all. Well, Cinemax would never have a two-guy-and-girl threesome, first of all. They wouldn't? Cinemax wouldn't, no. Oh, okay. A software porn is always, like, as hetero as you yeah, can get. So true. it would always be two girls and a guy. Wait a minute. And Bef- a pizza place? Sometimes. Uh, what would the... I realize I do the same thing. I can't ever let anybody say two guys and a girl and, and not, not say add a, a pizza, pizza place. place. I never watched that show ever, but I... Oh, I did. It's, it's an instinct. Um, what would their nickname have been if it was the three of them and, like, a human centipede-like threesome contraption um sam quinn they all it's hard because they all have short names kerwin skern i don't know that that our question of the week (laughs) why not what would be their motel threesome name okay continuing wayne okay okay random observation time sue's supposed and culture costume made her look like edgar winter google him I didn't. Erica, Google him. And the Ohio loves you, Ann Coulter scene seemed like a cheap shot at middle America. And I say this as a hardcore lefty. Sometimes smug liberal liberal humor embarrasses me more than anything. See also the Sarah Palin slash Christine O'Donnell parody from Original Song episode. I hate that stuff. The only way this could have kind of worked, sort of, is if they'd gotten Ann Coulter herself to be in this scene. She might have done it. By the way, I I did like Sue drinking mocha powder. (laughs) <laughs> Who is that? Edgar, Edgar just Googled a picture of Edgar Winter. Uh, did I just call you Edgar? <laughs> I, I'm not also not using words correctly today. At the tube or subway, um, I ordered a sandwich, and I, I knew I needed a foot long, but I said six inch, and the guy cut me a six inch. I'm like, I'm sorry, I need a foot long. And he's like, oh. I look at my friend, I'm like, did I say six inches? like, yes, you did. And so I don't know what's going on here. We're slowly watching me die in my mind. It's okay. He'll sleep soon. Oh, thank goodness. Um, I, Wayne, I totally agree with you because I mean, that was my lowest point of the season. I think was the, what they did with Kathy Griffith as the Sarah Palin character. Um, it just, it feels like a lazy cheap shot. And yeah, like I, I think it, it comes off very smug. I agree. He continues. Kurt's hair seems to be different. Taller. That's about all I can say about his character this week. <laughs> Erica agrees. Mercedes can be one of the show's secret weapons. I thought she was quite funny during the fondue for two scene. I'd agree. Um, you know what we didn't talk about? Tina talking about Mike Chang's Chang. That was so weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I want to address the rumor about Asian, Asian men. Not, Not true. true. Tina, you're going on the internet. That's, yeah. You know, just think about that. Wayne continues, actually, I loved the whole fondue Mr. Tubbington runner throughout the episode. I think it was Mr. Tubbington. I'm not Googling the damned cat. Lord Tubbington. Lord Tubbington. (laughs) Very nice to have Christian Chenoweth back this week. In fact, I would have basically dumped the whole muckraker, stakeout, rumors plotline with the kids. I don't think much of it worked and made the show about Will. 
Here's my plot line. April comes back to town and offers Will a part in a Broadway show, and Will spends most of the episode pondering whether or not to go. To make matters worse, the kids, who would be in the background of the episode for the most part, are on their worst behavior all week, and Will really does have to reevaluate what his dreams and goals are. Is it really worth fighting for these kids? And of course, this would also be an opportunity for Will to reassess his relationship with Emma. Basically, my plan would have been take what really worked about rumors, the scene with Will, April, and Emma, and make them the centerpiece of the episode. I have a feeling you disagree. Interesting. Hmm. I don't think there was enough there mm-hmm. to make it the entire episode. Because then the songs wouldn't fit in and what yeah, I think, who would be singing. And I yeah. don't think it worked. I, I think as a storyline and character, it could work in a bigger scope. Mm-hmm. I think if they'd given it a little more weight, it could have. But I agree. Like I, I like the kids this week. I yeah. liked all the other stuff. And I, I feel like it would have been really mopey. And I, I didn't want a Will episode this week. No. Wayne continues, on the plus side, I have to say that Kevin McHale did, I thought, a great job with his showcase number. It seems like it's been a while since Artie has the spotlight to himself, but this episode not only had a good Artie song, but also a good Artie dramatic scene. His breakup, I guess, with Britney. Score two for Kevin McHale. See what I did there? (laughs) I wasn't thrilled with any of the usual Rachel Finn Quinn drama, but once again, Dirty Diana, Diana... Arc Egron. It's weird when he writes her name correctly because I, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Did a fine acting job with some shaky material. In her own way, Quinn is smarter than all the other kids. Certainly smarter than Finn, who isn't. And Miss Aragon, Miss Argon, whatever the fuck her name is, brings a fierce intelligence to her dialogue, which nicely offsets Cory Monheed's utter blankness. It feels like I'm picking on Finn this week, but I think it's the wishy-washy way he's been written. The writers don't seem to know who this guy is or what he wants. A couple of emails back, I said that Heather Morris and Naya Rivera were the show's MVPs, and this episode helped prove me right. They can be silly or they can be serious. They work very well together, of course, but they can also anchor scenes individually. This episode gave us plenty of Santitney Britannia drama, including another great confessional musical number in the choir room, but ultimately it was just more wheel spinning by the writers. I'm not even sure I understood all the emotional beats of this storyline as it was handled in this episode. Santana seemed to make an unmotivated and unsignaled left turn towards the end. Maybe I missed something? I don't know. Santana, I knew Santana wasn't going to get Brit in this show because she had lied and cheated and schemed. And Glee is a lot like the old cartoon show Wacky Races. You can't win by cheating. Maybe next week, gals. I actually, I have a point about this. I raised my hand to look. I noticed that. I'm like, signal that I, I have something to say. <laughs> I was like, I, I want to say something after, goes to Erica. after you finish. Um, I was at first very confused about this, too. I, I actually wrote it down that it seemed that Santana was being very confusing and not making herself clear because she said, you know, in front of the lockers, oh, I want to be with you, I want to be with you, I want to be with you, and now all of a sudden she won't go on the show and be with her. Mm -hmm. But there is actually a very quiet note where, and I totally forgot about it when I watched it, um, she actually got a taste of being out from the muckraker because the muckraker made the blind item Ooh, yeah. about her being out in the closet or whatever. And, she, you know, she said people, I could people see how people started, started differing me. I'm asking yep. around the golf club. Yeah. And that's, that's the point that I think that Wayne missed because I missed it. I and missed then when that. I went yeah. back, I caught it and I was like, Oh, now her, now she has motivation. Now it makes sense to me. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because it, I mean, I was similar, but like, I didn't think about it until I read his email and I thought that too. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, like, because why did Santana not show up to find right. her, especially after Brittany broke up with Artie? Like now, now is her chance. 
Um, and that, that does make a lot of sense. Because, I mean, Santana is scared. Yeah. And I guess we, yeah, we see why she is. Yeah, really good good watching there, Erica. Thanks. <laughs> That's what happens when I take notes. Woo! Okay, I'm, wait, this is waiting again. I'm sure there are Glee drinking games out there. And if so, I have a contribution. Take a drink every time someone storms out of the rehearsal room. I think it happened at least twice in this episode. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, bottom line, I had a lot of problems. So I'm suddenly distracted. What what movie am I thinking of where a character just constantly storms? Oh, Showgirls. Okay. I'm sorry. That would have bothered me. <laughs> I'm like, what's the movie I'm thinking of where you can also make a drinking game of whenever a character angrily storms off? Showgirls, know me. Every other scene is angrily walking away. Okay. Um... Bottom line, I had a lot of problems with this episode, but that's okay. I know that the problem will fix everything, just like it did for Carrie White. They're all going to laugh at you! They're all going to laugh at you! They're all going to... Well, you get it. Uh, Wayne Kotke, who you can find at d2rights.blogspot.com. Although he initially incorrectly wrote it blogspot.com and corrected himself. Huzzah! Huzzah! Thank you, Wayne. Thank you. Much appreciated. I am so excited for the prom episode. Oh, yes. Um, on to our next piece of feedback. Indeed. It is titled Feedback, with an exclamation point. And it is from Helene, who is a new writer. She says, hi, ladies. So I was over on iTunes picking up some Glee songs when I noticed one of those helpful Apple sidebars recommending that I check out Gleecast. That's exciting. I know. That they're recommending that. exciting. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I like Glee, and I like podcasts, so I figured I'd see what you guys had to offer. I have to say, you had me at Larry. <laughs> Anytime I can tune into a Glee podcast and get a Buffy reference, I know I'm among friends. Smiley face. It also made me laugh because my son, Dominic, who's almost 11, just started to watch Glee. Just started wanting to watch Glee. We've been catching him up, and when we got to the scene with Karofsky and Never Been Kissed, I was watching him closely to, to see how the big reveal would affect him. As soon as Karofsky kissed Kurt, he turned to me and said, Oh my God, Mom, that's just like Larry on Buffy. Great minds. Alina, Your son is you awesome. You are a wonderful mother. You are the best you mother. You are such a good mother. That's amazing. <laughs> we love you. Amazeballs to you. <laughs> yes. Um, she continues, I'm totally going to jump in and comment on Born This Way. First, I think it was worth the filler if having a 90-minute episode allowed us to get all five minutes of as if we never mm. said goodbye. Yes, it was literal, but you couldn't total, but couldn't you totally believe that's the song Kurt would have picked for his return to McKinley? And it was lit and shot so beautifully. That section at the makeup mirror reminded me of a 1950s Vogue photo spread with Kurt as Elizabeth Taylor. Chris Colfer has developed this absolutely beautiful stillness in his work, and it's shown through in that song. I wouldn't have given up a second of it. I, I agree. I agree. I also want to comment on the t-shirts. Although Mr. Shu did say at first that they should be something you want to change about yourself but can't, I think it kind of morphed into something that society tells you you should be, you should be ashamed of. It was about owning those parts of you, whether you're trying to change them, like Emma's OCD, or whether you can't change them, or whether you wouldn't, you wouldn't change them for the world, like Kurt liking boys. It's standing up and saying, this is me world, deal with it. I, li I like that, too. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a good definition. In any case, I love the podcast and look forward to the next episode. You guys are hilarious. And I'm glad to know I'm not the only adult who spends way too much time <laughs> thinking about Glee. Helene. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. That, that made our day. It did. Yeah. I got it because um, um, the Gleecast emails come to my, my phone, which I've mentioned before. So as soon as I got it and read it, I actually jumped on, G on yeah, Gmail chat Gmail chat, and was like, Ellie, did you see our email? We have a new listener. And I'm like, you have to hang on because I have to log out of my current email to get into the other Gmail and read it. And I did that. And then I got back and I'm like, oh my God, that was a great Yay. email. So yes, Helene, thank you, you also made my work day too. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Our next email comes courtesy of Matt, a.k.a. Slug. 
Um, Slug uh, is the host of the Slugcast. Slugcast. You can't. Words, Erica. Words. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay. Uh, Slugcast, you can find at slugcast.net. Uh, also in the iTunes store. Just look up Slugcast. Podcast we recommend heartily. We need to get his promo so we can prove that. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, but the subject of his is rumors. Um, and he spelled it with the U. Actually. Rumours. That's how the album is spelled. It is. I searched for rumors the way we would spell it and couldn't find it. And then I went on Amazon and I was like, oh, it's rumors. Well, that was the thing was when Will wrote it on the board, I'm like, yeah, why is Will being Canadian? <laughs> but then I'm like, wait, but. And it looked right to me. Yeah. Because I'm like, I think I've, because I've seen, I feel like I've read a lot about the album and stuff. Um, anybody know why they spelled it with a U? Fleetwood Mac is a, they're not Canadian. They're very they American, are. I think. Yeah. Um, anybody out there who knows, tell us, because I could Google it, but that's just work. And come on, it's Friday. Um, all right. So Rubus had to sound all British for some reason. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, Glee cast girls, or ladies if you prefer. This is your friendly neighborhood slug. Stop picturing me in a black and green spandex superhero costume. Or do. I don't care. I always think of everybody in a black and green spandex costume. It was really cool meeting you guys at Horror Hound in Indy, and I am glad I was able to make a connection to Glee for you at the horror convention. Daniel Roebuck is one of the nicest and most genuine guys I have ever met, and I am glad he is on Glee. Us too. Obviously, we agree heartily. We'll, we'll get that interview for oh, you God, eventually. Yes. <laughs> I just look at Erica every time. Um, but Please, again, just like, send me a text and remind when, me. When, I will. When you hear it, like you'll, you know, you'll hear the interview and everything, but he was just... Unbelievably the nicest man ever. Just so, so nice and enthusiastic and fantastic. And in River's Edge. Anyway, just a few thoughts about Glee in general, and then I will get to the most recent episode. Brittany S. Pierce is the greatest character on Glee, hands down. Dolphins are just gay sharks is one of my favorite quotes of all time, and her bear hat just makes me smile every time I see it. My girlfriend wears similar hats all the time and has built up a healthy collection of said fur-bearing fur bearing mammal hats. <laughs> I'm glad that that's working. That yeah. you know, it's it's good when like you really like bear hats and your your girls into it. Mm-hmm. it. Makes everything easier. Next, I would refer to myself as a converted glee bag, aka a guy who thought, "Oh, this show is for chicks, and I will find nothing to enjoy about it." Then I watched it and changed my entire outlook on the show, and now I am hooked. And currently, we have seen every episode and eagerly await each new episode. I like the term glee bag. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, On to the current episode. I was not a huge fan of this episode. I am not a big Fleetwood Mac fan at all. And it seemed that they were running out of ideas for theme episodes. I hate to say this, but they have had stronger themes in the past. I also didn't recognize most of the songs, but that may be because I am not a fan of the band. I did, however, enjoy the song where the guys were all playing guitar. Being a guitar player myself, I got a kick out of noticing the the, the keys that each of the guitars were being played in and Lindsay Buckingham's playing style used on the show. He doesn't use a pick. He uses his fingers exclusively. Do you like my overuse of parentheses? <laughs> um, ew, he uses his fingers for all that? That seems like it hurts. Yeah. It's an intense song. Does he have, wise. like, fingerprints anymore? I don't know. Oh. Oh, they're just calluses. Yeah, I would think. Um, useful for committing crimes, though. Anyway, keep up the good work. I'm loving the show and look forward to hearing new episodes. Slug! Host of the Slugcast, which you can find at slugcast.net. Um, he sent a PS. Did he not? He did. He did. Um, forgetfulness sucks, a P.S. How could I forget fondue for two? I love the fact that Brittany is a caster. <laughs> her shows fit her personality, too, which is great. It is about time the casting world got some airtime on a major show. Viva la Tubbington! <laughs> yeah. I Yay. hope they do, like, web episodes of I know, that'd be great. Be oh, great. man. Like, don't overdo it. Like, 
but just like once a month, like yeah. have like exclusive more fondue for two. That'd be awesome. I want to. I want to know like raw meat and hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like if it was real, like cooked meat and hot chocolate. Like it actually sounded like it could have been okay. 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 <laughs> we'll keep going. Our last email. Do you want to read it? It's from Lisa. She says. No subject. Hello, ladies. I have not watched this week's Glee yet. I know I'm the worst, but I wanted to be sure to wish Erica a happy early birthday. Here's hoping your birthday weekend is Glee-tastic. I would wish Emily a happy unbirthday, but I'm still not speaking to her after her <laughs> egregious egregious slandering of Papa Hanks last week. Gleefully, yours, Lisa. I, I didn't say... You were slandering the hell out of him. I just said, you know, maybe Tom Hanks has cheated on his wife. I don't know. Maybe that's, everybody's cheated on their wife. That's Lisa's... Hope, rock. Hopefully her rock. father-in-law. She has a crush on... She, oh, she wants I'm to marry Colin. Colin to have Tom as her father-in-law. I believe. Okay. I, that's the way it used to be. Maybe things have changed. Maybe I don't changed. Um... Okay, that would, I endorse that couple. Her, her parents sent me a, a birthday card. I love them. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Shout out to Lisa's parents. Woo-woo! I call them mom and dad, so. Um, anything right. else? So, no, um, our question of the week was the human centipede <laughs> name for the hotel kids. Yeah. With one syllable names. Um, we'll, we should, we'll definitely be back next week is the prom episode, yeah, prom. which I fucking can't wait for. Uh, I don't know what day we'll record next week. We'll, we'll figure, figure that out as we get there. But um, send your feedback when you can. We always appreciate it. Gleecast at gmail.com. Where else can they go? They can go visit us on the forums at palaver.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. You know, they started saying it different. They started saying P-A-L-A-V-R.com. I don't know which one I like better. I don't know which beat I like. Hmm. Bill kind of changed it. You can kind of, you can play with it. Yeah. Yeah. P. A-L-A-P-R. You know what the thing is? I can't spell it unless I say it in unless that Unless you beat. say it in that tone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the big, the main thing is because there's no E in the yeah, word, I you have to up. emphasize that. P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Like, that needs to be emphasized in my opinion. P-A-L-A-V-R.com. I think I just spelled it wrong, yeah. Uh, you can find Erica's blog at... Knitsasmallworld.com. Where you will hopefully find new vampire knits, vampire knits <laughs> on there. So for all your twilighty knitting... Yes. Your knittens go there. <laughs> uh, you can find my blog at deadlydollshouse.blogspot.com um, for all your talk about Dylan Dog Dead of Night. Yes. Yeah, I saw it. I'm one of them. Um, and also check out Girls on Film radio podcast. We're doing a new episode this week on Straw Dogs, which is going to be exciting because it's controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, and go to palaver.com for all of our friends. Yep. Not all of our friends, many of our friends. Um, and then be sure to check out Slugcast. Yes. Amongst others. Um, and find us on Twitter. On Twitter, Erica is at Erica's name. With a C. Yes. Uh, I am at Deadly Dolls. With a D. Apparently, yes, my nickname could be Double D's. Yes. I won't confirm nor deny that that is a fitting nickname <laughs> for me. Um, but that's that. And Erica's going to say goodnight to this scary bear that has been slowly moving closer to her all evening. <laughs> Go to palaver.com if you want to see, see the pictures, pictures of this of fucking scary, scary bear. ass bear. Uh, and that's pretty much all we've got. We'll see you next week at the pro.